welcome back to the Reading Radio Podcast. I'm Alora. And I'm Jason. This month's book is 100 Cupboards by N.B. Wilson. And for the few people that might pay attention, yeah, we skipped Connect the Stars. We read it like a month and a half ago and just never got around to recording it. And we forget it now. And we figured we're just going to skip April. This will be released in May. So hope you enjoyed 100 Cupboards. I think it was a much better book than Connect the Stars. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> okay. Although I didn't just like Counting the Stars. It was okay. It was Connect. 100 Cupboards, a f- fantasy book about a young boy in a boring town who finds the most remarkable cabinets in his wall. Yes. That sums it up. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> yep. Top level, what'd you think of the book? I thought it was really interesting. I quite enjoyed it. Okay, what about it? Because the first thing you said to me was a complaint. This guy does not is not very creative. The main character's name is Henry. There's a Henrietta, and he's in the town of Henry. This is boring. <laughs> yeah, but come on. Why would you put Henry, Henry, Henrietta? Well, maybe there's a reason. We'll find out if you read the rest of the series. That makes no sense. You don't know that. It might make perfect sense if you read the rest of the series. All right. Overall, I thought it was a great book. I swear I've read this before, but I usually when I've read a book in the past and I read it again, something will come to me like, oh, I remember this and how mm-hmm. this happens. Didn't happen at all. I never got to a point where I thought, oh, I remember this part. It just never got there. So maybe I never read it. Maybe I read it. It was unremarkable because I didn't read the rest of it. I'm not sure. So um, overall score. Scale of one to five, halves, halves count, five being, of course, everybody in the world should be forced to read this book, and one being, why'd they waste the paper? Three and a half. Three and a half. That seems to be our average. We probably need to shift our scale somewhat. I'm going to go three and a half on this one. I'm, I'm hoping it opens up a little more. What happens about shifting our average? Well, I'm still saying three and a half on the scale that we have now. I'm just saying maybe we should be a little, a little harsher. Hard. Two and a half would be average, but we're judging everything at three and a half. So either we've picked books that that are are better on average, or we just don't have a good average scale. (laughs) I'm okay with either one. What do you think about the age range on this one? I think it depends. There was one part in the book that, like, I had to stop reading it because it freaked me out. Okay. I also think that was right before, it was right before I was going to bed. So I switched to something a little more lighthearted. Okay. So so maybe context-wise. Yeah. 10, 11? Yeah. Okay. But it, it depends on... The kind of stuff. All right. The kid, obviously. I think we could have read this to you when you were a little younger. And if I didn't make a big deal about the scene you're talking about, which I'm assuming was uh, the hand in the cabinet, then you probably would have been okay if I didn't make a big deal about it. Maybe you would have been messed up. Who knows? (laughs) We've messed you up all sorts of ways. So I just put him in one more to add to the list. True. All right. We'll enter into the spoiler zone now. So if you haven't read the book, you should go get it. Uh, It'll be available at your local library. It's a pretty popular book. We actually got it. Uh, well, I got it on Overdrive through our library, which means it was an audiobook, and I could listen to it in my commute. Only took me about eight days, uh, one way in my commute, so it was fine. Um, but we're going to spoil the crap out of this book now, so you've been warned. All right, talk about it. Go. Yeah, so Henry, Henry, Henrietta, that was the first thing I noticed before I even started reading it. Yeah, but again, I'm hoping there's a reason for that. So I hope so, too. Apart from your complaining, what, what else do you have to say about the book? I think it was a good book. I like the concept of the story. Which is? Finding the 100 cupboards behind the plaster and as a wall. Yeah, so doors to a magical place. It's pretty yes. standard fare for sci-fi kind of stuff. But not, normally not 100 of them. 
No, that was a little different. Usually it's one place that they focus on. In this, Like Narnia? Right. You go into a magic cupboard. In fact, these are all Narnia, but shrunk. Actually, it, those the little cupboards are windows to the passageway that's in his grandfather's study. Because that's the big door that you crawl through to get to whatever location you've selected. If you remember, you have to change the dials on the yeah. compass lock. And that tells you which place you're actually going. So that was a good story. And he was the only one that was able to open his the grandfather's room after the father had been trying for ages to yes. get it open. Yeah, and why do you think that was? Because he had, like, magic. He's magical somehow. Same reason he was maybe able to open the letter? Yeah. His magical touch or something? Because Henrietta wasn't able to open it. Right. So what else, what else did you enjoy about it? Any scenes that stuck out to you? I like the part with him playing baseball. I thought that was interesting. But you're not into baseball, so why was that interesting? I thought it was interesting how he didn't want to play, and he ran out of excuses, and then he had fun doing it. Yeah. We often find ourselves, I think, thinking we don't want to do something, and then running out of excuses, especially in front of our friends that we don't want to be embarrassed in front of. <laughs> That's how I started on roller coasters. Seriously? Yeah. I didn't like roller coasters when I was younger, and my friend Cody took me to uh, Hershey Park, and it was the Super Duper Looper, and he... Talked to me into it, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to chicken out in front of my best friend. And so we got on it, and it was such a slow day. We were able to stay in the train and just keep going through the station 13 times in a row. 13 times? Yeah, by that time, I mean, it's not a very wicked coaster, but even 13 by the end, I was like, all right, I'm done. We need lunch. Because <laughs> so I'm going to throw up. This is not good. So, But it was a fun. I mean, after that, I was sold. And now, of course, I'm old, and my body hates me. And so if I go on roller coasters, I get sick. But I'll take Dramamine and still go on with you. So we'll make it happen. I think I loved the introduction of a of a small town scene that still had some interest. Like I mean, it seemed that there was an indication. There's a reason the house was built where it was. Yeah. And I'm curious as to how that's unfolded in the rest of the series. But I liked the kind of small town. People knew each other. They grew up together. Um, it's one thing I'm one thing I miss about small town. I don't run into people I go I went to school with. Even college, most people who went to my college move away. It's kind of a transitional year. That's because no one wants to stay in Ohio. Well, there's there's some truth to that. But um, if I went to OSU, obviously I would have a ton of people that I went to school with around. But that's just the way it works. But it was nice to see that you know, Uncle Frank had run into, what was the locksmith's name that he grew up with yeah. and didn't like because he, you know, he had this long-standing grudge of sorts sort of thing. So that was fun. It was fun to see that. And then I liked how Henrietta unfolded as an interesting character, although Penelope and Anastasia are somewhat interchangeable. Yes. They just weren't there enough to really develop as characters, which was fine. You don't need you don't need a ton of that. One's the baby, one's the oldest. That's all you need to know for now. Yeah. It reminded me almost of an int- introduction to another book I read called Double Identity, which is another Haddock's book. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast brought to you by Margaret Peterson Haddock's. You can find her at haddocksbooks.com. Go ahead. Um, Maybe someday she'll pay us a nickel for that. (laughs) The kid is dropped off with family members that they don't really know. And then the adventure unfolds from there. Very similar to this book, right? Okay. I really want to know, like, I wish I could read this book from Frank's perspective. You hear scratching upstairs. It seems like he knew what it was going on. And then Henry wakes up in the field behind your house, covered in plaster. There's a big pile of plaster in the stream. And you don't buy, like, at this point, he knows what's going on. 
He knows there's danger involved, and he doesn't say anything. Why? <laughs> Is he just like, oh, boys will be boys. Let him figure it out. Maybe he'll find his destiny kind of thing. Or... I guess. I don't know. I'm really... I think this is one I might actually read the second book because it, it goes pretty quickly um, to see how it goes. Because I'm, I'm also curious as to the, uh, the the police. What were they called now? They sent the letter with like, the person henceforth known as the whimpering boy will be executed and whatever or not because he released the witch. Weren't those the witch dogs? No, the witch dogs are the ones on her side. They sent the thank you letter for having released the the, the queen or witch, whichever she is. I guess the witch is, is appropriate. Mm-hmm. So did you see that part coming? The witch? Yeah. No. Because she just, like, there was no prelude. She just appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah I thought that was pretty cool. Because you're thinking it's all about him finding Henrietta and getting to her. And then all of a sudden Frank turns the corner and she's Bang. like, Francis. At least that's how it was on the audiobook. So I don't know how you read it, but it was the, the only time the person reading the audiobook changed his voice really was for her. Oh, and for uh, Richard. So Richard had a British accent, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but what would that be like? You're sitting here and all of a sudden somebody crawls out of the grandfather clock? What grandfather clock? The one at your grandparents' house. I don't know. I just feel like I'd probably run away screaming. Yeah, that would be an appropriate response, I think. And the second response would be, how did that happen? Let me find out where this magic portal goes. I'd actually probably run to Pappy. Well, yeah, but then somebody would get shot. <laughs> 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 yeah which is probably appropriate if somebody's crawling into your house their grandfather clock shooting them is probably a good first response or at least getting a gun to protect yourself yes because it could be the witch could be the witch so this book feels like a great setup i don't feel like there's much of a conclusion mm-hmm. it was like that introductory adventure that you get in like a first chapter or first book in a series um that's why i think i'm kind of like oh, it's not done yet i don't feel like there was good closure i want to get to get to what happens next so what would you have done if you found the cupboards if I found the cupboards, I definitely would have opened them as much as I could. <laughs> yeah. And looked through. Especially when I found out there, there's like some sort of magic where obviously I'm looking into somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably want to try to find a connection. You know, if there, like I would have probably tried to talk to the mailman. He yeah. It didn't seem like he could see. Like the portal only goes one way. But I would have yelled at him at some point like, hey, can you hear me? And see if he responded. Or wrote something on the let on the envelope and sent it back through. Mm, I'm, he- you know, I'm here. Can you see me? You know that sort of thing. Or, That'd be really know. weird, right? I would definitely stop after the hand, though. That box, yeah, I would have kept that one shut. I would have gotten went and got hardware and like screwed that thing shut. Cause that part, that was the part that freaked me out. The first time, or I think it was the second time, cause when, it was the time when he lost when Henrietta got caught. Or yeah, when, when, when it the was the time back. when. Henrietta got caught. Okay, not when the knife came back. No, that was fine. Okay. So that one, I thought that one was scarier because that cat was freaky. Yeah, that cat was freaky. And then, like, the knife is an obvious trap. They're not trying to give you your knife back. You should have thought ahead. I think I would have gone through the cupboards. Like, yeah, I would have explored them. Hopefully I found the nicer ones first. Well, but none of the little cupboards let you through, so you'd have to crack the lock. Yeah. But I would totally messed around with them. I think if I showed Zoe, things would go downhill, though. <laughs> well, that's possible. You have to try to figure out how to keep her from going off crazy. Zoe would be like the Henrietta in the story. She'd be like, let's look more, let's look more. So you're more of the fearful person? Not fearful, but cautious. Ah, that's what fearful people say. <laughs> Shut up. 
Yes. That's what? exactly what Henry would say. I'm not fearful. I'm just cautious. <laughs> and I liked the setting. Like you said, the small town where everyone knows everyone. Yeah. Very Mayberry. I thought you'd get that reference, and I was just going to say, for the kids at home that don't get that reference, Mayberry's the town from Andy Griffith, where it's a small town, everybody knows your name kind of thing. Ah. The parents will get that reference. It'll be fun. Get comments about it? I hope so. What would you like to find in the cupboards? Narnia. Narnia? Yes. (laughs) Of all the places I want to go, Narnia seems to be the one that would be the most fun. Talking animals and... And the safest, I think. Well, it depends. Because if you go there during the time of the White Witch, you might end up a statue. Yeah. But if you go... Um, After. Afterwards, then, you know, things are safe. Then the Calamarines show up and it gets bad again. So there's seven books in Narnia. There has to be seven bad times because there's no good story that doesn't have a protagonist or an antagonist. So what are you going to do? That would be boring. Yeah. I mean, nobody wants to just read a book about people living happily ever after <laughs> the whole time. They have to go through something. To get to the happily, happily ever, ever after. after. Yeah, otherwise it's it's boring. There's no victory without a problem. There's no overcoming without something to overcome. Yeah. That's what you want to read about. How did how did things go wrong and then how did they solve those problems? And how do we learn by from how they solve those problems? So one thing these, ki- these kids never seem to learn, whether it's Harry Potter or Henry, is adults might be able to help. Yep, they... If you ever find a magic cupboard or something that takes you somewhere or something happens to your sister, you don't try to fix it on your own. You run away screaming and find the nearest adult. That's a good way to go. Yeah. I think all, so many books, of course, so many books would be cut short if the adults got involved. Maybe yes. not this one because Francis may not have been able to help too much. Yeah. But if they would have just talked to Dumbledore, he might have been able to just nip things in the bud and point them in the right direction or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spoiler alert on Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe and Harry Potter. But we've reviewed some of those books already. And if you don't know Harry Potter... Or Chronicles of Narnia. Why are you listening to this podcast? You don't like books. (laughs) I think it would be fun to see Maze Runner. Like, maybe through one of the slots. Oh, so you So we could watch it. Maybe, uh, what are the Grievers? The Grievers, yeah. Maybe they just scurry by and scare the crap out of you. Uh, If we're talking about fictional worlds... um, Maybe the Dark Tower series would be fun to go through. Not a kid's story. Not a kid's story for sure. <laughs> um, trying to think of other other books along those lines that are stable worlds. You know, the Lord of the Rings. During like, if I could look through a Hobbit hole, Divergent would be fun to watch, but I would definitely not want to get involved with that one. Oh, maybe you have a, can- a TV that. Uh, sorry, you look through to a TV that's watching the Hunger Games. That would be really cool. Right? As long as it's not, like. Oh, no, it wouldn't, because I can't handle gore and blood. No, that's true. You're a wuss. So. <laughs> Shut up. No, that's perfectly okay. I'm sensitive. That's perfectly okay that you don't like those things. I thought you were going to say that's what a wuss would say. No. So by the end of it, did you at least appreciate Henry and Henrietta's relationship? Even yes. If not their names? Yeah, I did. Again, I'm kind of curious. I don't think that's coincidence. I think... For writing for an author that wrote a story like this, um, there has to be a reason. Maybe the town was named after him, and he's from the came through one of the portals from the past. That's possible because the town would have been named before he came through. 
Yeah. Maybe he was named after the town. Maybe Henrietta was named after the town, too, because they had all girls. And he was like, I just forget it. I want to name a kid after the town. I'm going to name her Henrietta. And, and she likes being called a ton of different things, too, in the beginning. It right. talked about. Well, no, she doesn't like a lot of the nicknames they have for her. So she had to be called Henrietta now that Henry was there so there wouldn't be confusion. I think she appreciated that, if I remember. No, she didn't like that. She liked being oh. called other things, I thought. Mm, okay. We'll have to see about that. So what, what was it? I'm going to switch gears here. What made Henry so cautious, as you put it? His parents were really protective of him. Super protective. Like, what were some of the examples they gave in the story? He had to sit in a car seat until he was 10. Uh-huh. I wouldn't fit in a car seat at 10. You didn't fit in a car seat much past 6. <laughs> Super tall kids. Okay, what else was it? Do you remember? No soda. No soda. He had to wear a helmet to uh, camp, or bring a helmet to camp. I would never wear it. Well, but he didn't know. He just, that's the thing. He assumed everybody else lived the same way. It was only when people would ask him, why do you have a helmet? Oh, it's one of those things. One of those things. It's one of those overprotective parent things. But his parents seemed to be overprotective because they couldn't, it seemed like they couldn't have kids. And so he was kind of their only hope. Mm. And so they were super protective of him because he's an only child. They tend to be more protected. First children and only children. Um, we don't care nearly as much about our second children. And by the time it's third, we're like, who cares? We already got two others. <laughs> we only have two, so we never got to that point. <laughs> but ask your mother. And actually, that's different because she's much younger than her brothers and she's the only girl. So that made her an exception to the rule. Ah. But, Do you think him being cautious was a good thing in some ways, though? Yeah, because it balanced out with Henrietta. Henrietta was just like the go and do whatever thing. He was the more cautious. If they were both more cavalier mm-hmm. i think they would have gotten in a lot more trouble and if they are both really cautious then it would have been a boring story it would have been a very boring story nothing would have happened that's why i think i think that duo works together well and then i think the three characters like in harry potter the best friend the main character and the super smart one they work together well right and i think that's why those things become tropes it's because they work and it's a framework that everybody already understands if you read another story with similar character types, then you can go, oh, this is just like that that person. And you're, you're, you're ahead of the game when it comes to the book. I just realized that that's the exact same trio I'm doing with mine, just with like the guy is the super smart one and the girl is like the main character. Well, see, there you go. A lot of people do that kind of stuff. I didn't even realize I was doing that. And because you, you get so ingrained in books, you don't realize that that's what's happening. But it's, it's a part of your creative nature now that because you've read these stories that do the same thing. So you're able to tie those things together and tell a story. And you can shortcut it by taking that framework, changing something about it, mm-hmm. and making it, making it work for you. Yeah. What was up with Henry not being concerned about his parents? I think he was in the beginning, though. But I guess he just kind of forgot in the chaos. Well, it even said at some point he was kind of, if, they, if they're not found, I'll, I'll get to go to school here. And, oh, I'm actually not, I'm thinking about them not coming back. It didn't seem like it preoccupied him. I would hope that you wouldn't think about much else if we went missing. I don't think I would. Well, I might be okay. Zoe wouldn't. No, no, no. I'm telling you, I hope you're not okay if yeah. mother and both <laughs> go missing. That would at least for a little bit. You'd be like, okay, I hope they come back. What's going on? Oh my, I'm worried about them. I'm thinking about them. I'm praying about them. We'd have to them. be a public school kid. Yes, because the rules in West Virginia and Pennsylvania are much different. And I don't know that either of your grandmothers would have the strength. 
<laughs> yes, you'd have to go to a traditional school. And that wouldn't be the end of the world. Yes, it would. No, it wouldn't. Yes, you'd it would. have options and things to do. To stop screaming in the microphone. <laughs> but it's interesting that they're, I mean, it doesn't seem like they're going to be main characters. And it was almost like instead of just writing them off as dead, we'll give them a different story, but we're still going to make them basically dead. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they come back at all. Like, are they yeah. not dead because of turn? Or are they just gone and out? I don't know. Either way, I think it would be interesting. It could be. And what do you think comes in the next books? In the next books, the people try to come through the portals in reverse, trying to catch Henry to execute him for releasing the witch. Interesting. What do you think the witch is going to do? The witch is going to be after Henry, too, because she wanted his blood. Mm-hmm. Something special about him. We don't know. I think that also might relate into why his parents went missing. His parents are being held in one of the worlds, and he has to go in there and save her. Save Could. them. And then the witch, is go- it's all set up by the witch to get Henry. Well, but sh- he brought her back. Something he... Something happened that his that his blood brought her back. Just a little bit of it brought her to the state she was in. She wanted to drink it all so she could come back to full strength. So she vampire much? Yeah, a little bit. But she was in some sort of state of sleep or something, mm-hmm. and then he brought her back. So I don't think she could have been involved in the beginning. But it's, it's something could be going on there that's deeper that that leads them to come back and and do something. Yeah, down the line. All right, is that all we need to discuss? I think so. Okay. What would you be, 3.5 and 3.5? 3.5 and 3.5. Okay. Then ages, we did about 10 to 11. Okay. Do you want to close out? Well, thank you so much for listening. Next month's book is... Yet to be determined. (laughs) YTV. So we'll put something on on the Reading Radio Podcast Facebook group, so you'll be able to keep up with that. Or by the time we uh, release this, we'll hopefully make a decision, and I'll put it in the... Post when some music starts right about now. (laughs) Bye. Bye.